Holy Puck, your number one source of hockey news, views, and abuse. It seems to be part of the course for the fucking Habs these days. I, I will definitely take all your advice on spark plugs. You're a piece of shit. Uh, it's good, wholesome fun. Vibes around. Good vibes around. Holy Puck. Old fans longing for a return to the glory days. So aggressive. And then there's young fans so who don't aggressive. know what a glory day is. Shame! Braden's budgie. It was such a one-sided fight. It was brutal. That's top-notch comedy. If you don't appreciate that, you can fuck off. We on? Yeah. Oh, we on. We on. Yeah. We on. So here it is, episode 18. Cool. No one is more surprised than me. Legal drinking age. Legal drinking age in Australia. So we got three eps to go before we can legally drink in the great state of California. I'm John. This is Cam. How are you, Cam? Are you excellent? Playoff hockey is upon us. Is the legal drinking age in Canada 21 as well or 18? It's 18 in Canada. Ah. But you just got to legally get across that border. Why is America blowing it and making it 21? I don't understand why you can drive at 16, but you can't drink until 21. So you can fight, you can pilot something that is potentially more dangerous than, than a couple of beers. Yeah. Makes no sense. Anyway, fuck that noise. Yeah, I am stoked. Playoff ho- I love playoff hockey. Yeah. And you know what? I'm actually enjoying it surprisingly this year because, you know, I've got I've got no horse in the race. Well I've got I, no dog in the fight if you were Michael Vick and dog fighting, which you think. <laughs> but I've got no dog in the fight. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad, right? Yeah, it's pretty, um, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, so as a Caps fan, I'm I'm sad, I'm apprehensive. And so you should be. It's it's a rough time for me. What an insipid performance in Game Four today. I know. You know what it was actually? It was flaccid. Well, you know what? I didn't even watch it. I've watched the first three games. I, I didn't get a chance because it happened right while I was in the middle of work, so I was unable to watch it. But I, I was able to follow along as I saw the scores bouncing up on my phone, thinking, "What happened?" I'm not even sure how we got here in my head right now. But remember that movie, the '90s movie Airborne. Oh, here we go. But you remember it, right? Well, yeah. With the hockey and the yeah, inline yeah, skating yeah, and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But how are you even... He this gives... feels like it's a stretch. There's a scene in there. Reference. He gives this dude whose name's Blaine or Wedgie, and they say chocolate stain Blaine. Because, you know, you get a bit of poo on your underdacks. Where and then Wayne Simmons plays for the Flyers. And I always imagined if he shits himself a little bit on his jockstrap, chocolate stain Wayne after the game. <laughs> <laughs> just just a that's... little bit. You're a terrible human being. I can't even tell if that's racist. It's not at all. I'm just saying, if he, <laughs> if he takes a big hit and he gets a little smear and on his jock strap. He a little bit. He gets a little bit on maybe. Maybe choc- he gets a little bit on Tom Wilson's shirt. On the whiteies. Chocolate stain Wayne. gets a little bit on his little. Yeah. yeah well, fucking idiot. Anyway. Pooh. Never not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent way to derail the podcast in the first five minutes. So kudos. You can, you can start again if you want. Pass. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Neg. Neg. Anyway, let's roll through with this week's burning issues. We shall. And we're going to start with a little bit of local news because the local season's upon us. Yay! And Cam's trying to convince me to go to this week's game. And you know what? I'd have no reason not to. Hey, audience, get around this for a minute. I roll into John's house around (laughs) half an hour ago. Collective. Yeah. John's house half an hour ago. We have our customary sit and have a beer or a Red Bull and talk a little shit before we start doing this. And John goes, I said, oh, you're going to come to the game on the weekend? He goes, oh, probably not. I've got no reason. I just can't be bothered. He's on a show yeah. that tells everyone to support the local hockey league. And he's like, I'm pretty tired. Yeah, I should go. Hey, you fuck. You fuck. Come yeah. to the game, John. I will go to the game. In fact, we, we could probably, we could probably be, I have your information. We could probably go there and be, be at the same place at the same time. I'm actually going to get a little pregame dinner. Would you like to accompany me to that? Well, well, maybe. With a great many other people. Well, maybe. Most of whom you know. 
I know. We, we, we actually know a lot of the same people. Oh, shocking. <laughs> Shock horror. Anyway. Hey, but in addition to that game, though, we should give a quick shout out to the other AIHL games for this uh, week, yes, for those that aren't aware. games that are, um, are going to occur at the weekend. There's actually five games in total this week, which is cool, because the Newcastle North Stars are travelling mm-hmm. to Perth, which, oh my You'll God, their red eye header. sucks. So they're playing the Thunder twice. The Stangs are playing the Ice on Saturday night, which we're, of course, going to. Of course. Uh, the Sydney Ice Dogs are playing the Canberra Brave in Canberra. And then the next day, Canberra are travelling to Sydney to play the Bears. Yeah, because, you know, the amount of travelling and the the small pool size we have here, you have to do a little bit of double-headed sometimes. Yeah, so for, inter- double action. for international listeners who are, you're accustomed to having, you know, 12, 14 <laughs> yeah. games a day on some days, we have five games in total for the whole week. Yeah. So you can see why we get excited and we appreciate the games we do have because it's not as frequent. That's right. Although it is cold and wet as shit today, so I don't know, maybe the tide's turning. Maybe winter's coming. Maybe we can become a winter sports-loving country. If only. Mm, If only, only. Cam. Hey, for our international listeners as well, if you're actually keen on checking out the local product, all of those games are free on live stream. They are, and we'll pimp up the live stream on the website, of course. We will. Because those guys need some support, and you know, maybe if we pimp up a little bit, maybe they can start charging for it and making some cash. They might go from like... A hundred views to like a hundred and three. And we get credit for all three of those extra views. Yeah, I feel like it's you, me, and then probably my brother. What do you reckon the royalty rate is on those extra three views? Probably nothing, actually. Mm. What's what's <laughs> actually you can have five percent of zero percent. <laughs> yes! In <laughs> wait, what's five percent of zero? Oh wait, mm, I'm not that smart. Oh, I'll get back to you though. Oh wait. Hey, uh, ad- additional good hockey news though for uh, us yes. Australians. Shout out to the Mighty Roos who've killed it this week and they've actually progressed. They're going to be playing in the next div yeah. this year because they took out their div- div- uh, their Division Two game because yeah. they're in Group B this year. They'll be going. They've been upgraded to Group A because they took it out. So look, don't laugh, North Americans, but the Australian team plays in the Div Two Group B. World Cup Hockey Championships, but they still won gold, which is a huge effort for a country that's largely desert, so fuck you. That's right. But next year, they'll be playing in Group A, so they'll see us playing teams like... uh, Someone told me who's in Group A. I think it might be China. I want to say maybe some of the Scando... There might be some Scandinavian teams in there as well. European teams in there. Yeah. South Korea might be in there. Fantastic work to all the boys, though. Yeah, well done. Seriously. Um... Other good international hockey news coming out of a down under. Perth Thunder slash New Zealand Ice Blacks forward Andrew Cox garnered a bit of international coverage as well via complete hockey news because he became New Zealand's all-time leading scorer at the world level when he notched his 22nd goal. Congratulations, Andrew. Well hey, done. We, we bash on the major hockey publications of late, but good on them for covering off something that's not... No, the only one we bash is the hockey news because more and more and more their articles are just becoming so one-sided and predictable. Oh, yeah. Whereas complete hockey news, I think they do a fantastic job. The updates are more regular. They mm. work their socials a little harder and they've actually got a little bit of sass to them. Yeah. They engage more, they reply to comments and like if someone's being a fuckhead, they tell them about it. I love it. So, so you're not backing Matt Larkin and the other THM uh, nerds? Th- there was dudes on the Complete Hockey News page today saying, like, what's the big deal about Andrew Shaw? And the moderator's like, if you don't see the problem, fuck off. I'm like, good on you. Yeah, it's just that simple. Good on that you. Simple. More on that later, though, because holy <laughs> dooly, you <laughs> tit. Yeah. <laughs> Way to fuck up ever so publicly in front of everybody. everyone. Everybody who cares about the game. And, and literally every single person went, wait a minute. 
Well, that's not cool. That's not cool. That's and not cool. Um, final local point, the Canberra Brave have picked up another tough customer in time for round one in the form of Matthew Gerton. He's played uh, two years in the LNAH, which is the uh, Liege Nord American de Hockey League in Quebec. Good on Not, you, Cam. Yeah, I did quite well, well then. Done. Notched up 60 points in 66 games. But the cool thing, he's actually played with fellow Brave Stephen Blunden at the University of Ottawa. Instant chemistry, Cam. I like chemistry. We t- Wasn't particularly good at it at school, but... This is, pretty, this is pretty mad. That is, that um, is good. It's I did a bit news. of Googling on this league, because I'll be totally honest, i never fucking heard of it before. <laughs> Looks like they enjoy a punch-on, or 12. Or 12. So <laughs> this guy strikes me as being something of a tough customer. Well, a lot of the Canadian minor leagues are essentially boxing with a little bit of ice hockey thrown in. Yeah, but like, I hadn't heard of this league. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you I, thought it was fake, be honest. I spent a lot of be time honest. on the, the World Wide Web, and I'm oh, like, yes. this is new information. Oh, yes. The electronics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but now that we got the Australian stuff out of the way, no just to Australians, but we know what people really want to hear. Uh, uh, yes. let's that and there's not heaps to talk about at the minute because the league hasn't kicked off yet. True. Let's talk about some international stuff. Mad. And we should preface this by saying, because we're covering a fortnight's worth, because we took a week off last week, because you know what? Life. We wanted a break. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it turns out it's really hard to pump it out week after week. It's just how it is. Just, yeah, when you're too, you know dashing young corporate professionals like us. Yeah, I wouldn't say professional, but I definitely work in a corporate or young. environment. Nah. So, so we've got one third of it right. We're essentially Fuck. none of the things I said. We're one of the things. What? One of the things. Corporate. We work in a corporate environment. Yeah, that's, that's it. A, yeah, that's true. That's it. Anyway, let's kick off with this week's international news. You can take the lead, John. I would love to take the lead because Good uh, my man Joe Stackick has come out and said that everyone is essentially going to get traded. So he's declared a fire sale at the Avalanche, which is tough. But, you know, you they didn't make the playoffs this year. Bullshit. There is no way he is trading Nathan McKinnon. No way. Yeah. I'm so sick of GM saying no one's safe. Piss off, man. Yeah. You are not trading Nathan there's, McKinnon. There's, there's obviously a list. Like, there's obviously six dudes that they can't trade. And then it's just said to obviously scare the whole team. But whatever. Aside from Nathan McKinnon, do you know who else he's also not trading? Jerome McGinley. No, no, no. He's Well, because he's untradeable. Here's a nugget, <laughs> though. He's not trading Ty Barry unless, wait for it, PK Saban's in the return package to the Canadians. Ooh, well, you like that? They're obviously talking about getting rid of. PK you like that Saban, though? Which is, I love that. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, that was a hot take. Can you imagine how good would he be in an Avalanche jersey? PK in an Avs jersey, I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, you would. I would. Maybe two dollars even. Hey, um, even. <laughs> Dickhead. The Sens obviously fired their coach David Cameron, which I'm follows the stepping down of Brian Murray and Pierre Dorian has been named as his successor. That's um, great. Cool, fantastic. Good work, Ottawa. Um, I'm not sure your coaching was entirely the root cause of your problem. You do seem to make a lot of other off-ice poor decisions, and some of the guys you've got on the ice don't make particularly great decisions either. Have you looked at your goaltending? Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, the team, obviously, when they need to make the biggest change, they fire the coach first. That's how it is. Being a sports coach is a tough way to... No wonder they all look so grisly. Well, yeah, and they, no wonder they're so, like, aggressive all the time. Because, like, they've got a shit job. Like, if they don't do something right, they get roasted by the media. And then if they don't, if they can't control their locker room, they get roasted by the media. But even when they win, they get roasted. They win a game and they're like, oh, yeah, so so looking towards the next game. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me we enjoy just... this 23-second period. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, you got to look to the next game. You have all the answers. I get it. It's a tough gig. I get I'd it. be it's pissy tough... as well. I'm already that cranky and I don't have an excuse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Other than a rubbish haircut. Um, so Buffalo. You keep saying that, but I look fucking crisp, you idiot. <laughs> so Buffalo's Cody McCormick was forced to retire this week due to blood clots. Uh, um, that's sucks. actually really sad. We don't and we don't like this stuff, but you know we got to get through. Isn't it. that the same thing that Pascal Dupuis went it down is, with as well? Yeah. 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 So Good two dude. dudes, one year. Good dude. Great dude. Dude, Pascal, I can only imagine because I've never been good enough to be anything close to even a semi-professional athlete. Yeah, but going out on someone else's terms and not your own, going out for health reasons, must be particularly upsetting. I think it would be hard to stomach. Yeah. Mm. Well, I remember when Charles Barkley retired. Yeah. He he really badly injured himself when he got a one-day contract to come back and play one game so we could walk off the court. Yeah. So he said, "I want to walk off under my own power." I'm like, "Fucking that's ace, pretty good, cool. Charles." Yeah. 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 Speaking of sad moments, Flyers founder sad. and owner Ed Schneider passed away uh, last week at the age of 83. Rest in peace, Ed. Yes. So fairly significant legacy being left to the city of Philadelphia. Unfortunately, Philly fans have been absolute cockheads. Oh. That does not take away from his legacy and the message. And his vision. The vision of bringing right. hockey to Philadelphia. That's right. And so from the Broad I actually Street dug Bullies, out the Broad Street Bullies at Doco yeah. last week as a little... I said, look, I'm all the way down here. I can't go and commemorate you. But I'll watch the doco and in the process yeah, have a good my time. own home say, kudos. Fuck yeah, Ed. Tip of the stick. Good yeah. on you. Yeah. <sighs> that was tough. I do feel bad about that. And we will roast Philly, uh, Philly fans a little later on. Yeah, because um, you know, they deserve it for being fuckwits. Yotes GM Don Maloney has also been stood down. And I find this to be a little bit of a shame because... I actually think his rebuilding efforts have been pretty good. They haven't. They've been out of the playoffs for four years, but I mean, if you look at the pieces he's acquired, the chemistry, how the like team's growing, the, the crowds are going up. I feel like the results aren't too far off coming to fruition. I feel like he's been kind of dogged, getting kicked out that one year too early. Like they're probably going to make the playoffs next year with one more piece. And that's the thing. Like the next dude will swoop in and be hailed as a genius because he's essentially had all the hard work done for him. Yeah, I don't. Which rate is a bit it. unfair. I don't so rate I, it. I agree. Ken. I feel give bad him, for you, Mister Maloney. Give him an extra year, dude. Um, speaking of failure, I'll, I'll take this because it's about you can me. have it. Yeah, after failing to make the playoffs for the second year in a row, Bruins brass has confirmed that Cloud Julian's going to be retained for another season, and that only minor roster moves are needed to turn the team into a contender. That is the biggest load of horse shit I've ever heard. I'm stoked that Claude's staying. I actually like Claude Julian. I think he's love him, and he should stay. Coach. It's not his fault. Stop fucking with his roster. Do you or, think maybe they should make give him more decisions? Start fucking with his roster. To give him better players. Give him some better <laughs> players. They did a press conference today and Sweeney was like, oh yeah, next year's going to be about cultivating prospects and growth. I'm like, how? You traded away four picks for veterans at the deadline, you fuck hat. Have to be a Bruins fan. Look, I, I, think I, I will say though, our, our our farm system and the amount of kids we've got coming through from the NCAA is actually ridiculous, and our forward line is going to be mint. But none what? of that addresses yeah. our defensive woes at all. Yeah, so at all, yeah. at all. I will say in the press conference too, they straight out came out and said that Peter Chiarelli fucked us. This is all his fault, which I love. Well, I mean, good on them, but you mean you can't? You got to own that. Well, shit, they they let him fuck it. Yeah, well, you got to own they it. They could have like, fired him whole- earlier. The whole corporate, like it's 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 there's there's a whole power structure there that we're just stuck in your stick for such a long time. You got to we we're talking it. about accountability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Own it. Yeah, we fucked it. We let the wrong dude lead us for all, such a long time. You just need to get over it and move on. Do you know who's a mad GM though? Ah, the Leafs GM, of course. Former former Devs main man Lamariello, uh, straight up said, "Oh yeah, Stephen, um, uh, how do you pronounce it? It's Robert Robert Us. Yeah, Robert Us and uh, Joffrey, Joffrey Lupo probably not coming back to the Leafs. That's a good move. Makes That's sense because move. they both suck ass. 
Yeah, well, you know, Joffrey Lupul used to be mad. I don't so know what happened. So did a lot of things. So did Danger Mouse in the 90s. We're not well, that, are we? It does totally make sense. Um, so Kadri's obviously been re-signed. Morgan Riley's got a new deal. They've got a lot of cash. You know what's sick about that, though? And this proves how much of a master he is. Kadri and Riley have been re-signed for reasonable term and reasonable money. Both got four-year de- deals. Mm-hmm. Kadri was four mil and change. Riley yeah, was just, six mil and change. They're just nice little deals. Six million dollars is still obviously a lot of money, right? Morgan Riley's going to be stud D-man for 10 years. He could have got 8 mil on the open market for 7 years. Yeah, and Kadri and really fills, fulfills that second-line spot. So. Third-line centre in my books, I reckon. Mm. Give me a third-liner. But I just well, it like, depends on who they can buy, obviously. I just like the fact that Lou sits them down and explains the vision for the Leafs, and he's so convincing. They're like, we're yeah, going to cool. take a pay cut to stay. We're on board. Yeah. That reeks of good culture. So you know what that means? He's obviously got big plans and he has the... I, I think he's got the balls to well, do it. Well, he's got the resume to do it as well. And the cash. That's the more important thing. He's got the cash to swoop sucks. in. Swoop in and they're going to be terrifying like we've been saying. Yeah. Kudos, man. Excellent maneuvering. Well done. I back it. What's up with the Islanders, Cam? Huh. So average attendance has been down by 2,000 people a game since the Isles moved to the Barclays Centre. Is that because you can't even see the game in Barclays Centre? Correct. Mad. Yeah, the team isn't using their opt-out clause. Seems like a legitimately good move. Um, It screams, okay, cool, management doesn't give a shit about the fans and their experience. That's pretty not mad. If I was an Isles fan, I would not be going to see the Isles at Barclays Centre. I would be buying... A limited ticket package and just going to see all the away games at Madison Square Garden, Which going to see heaps. them play against the Devils. I would go and see all the other games in the region uh, and Barclays Centre can go and fuck off. You can get on Flyers a train. Flyers games you'd be able to be pretty close to. Uh, yeah, you can get on a train from... Boston. Well, you, like, I, I've done it. You can get on a train from New York City to DC and be in the middle of DC in an hour and a half. And it's like a $3 cab ride from um, the train station, which is in the middle of DC to Verizon Center and back. And you can get home in the same day. There you go, Islanders fans. If you're planning on being... I've done it and I'm from Australia. If you're budgeting Um, on seeing five to six games a year, go and see them play against the Rangers, the Flyers, the Bruins, the Caps, all away. And you don't have to do the Barclays Center any of your money. That's right. And all excellent arenas as well. Hey, um, North Dakota took out the NCAA National Championship, which was their first title in 16 years. That's mad. Good on you. Also, they've got the most red-hot jerseys. That deep green and black and white, so good. <laughs> yeah, actually. It's actually sick. You know I love a good jersey. Well, I, tell me more a little bit uh, about the NCAA, Cam. Tell Fine. Me, tell I, me a little more. I tell will me own this more. again. Jimmy Vezzi, the potential Bruins slash if you go to Toronto, I hate you. You fuck. Has taken you out this fuck. year's Hobie Baker Award. So congrats, kid. <laughs> now stop listening to daddy and come home and play in Boston. You fuckhead. Sincerely, yours in hockey, champ. <laughs> <laughs> so Panarin's debut season's going has been stellar and he's obviously landed himself a significant amount of performance bonuses. Love those performance bonuses. To, and what I read today above 2 mil. Which means Imagine earning 2 mil extra in performance bonuses. Like like you budgeted for your life not to have that money and then, and then someone walks in and goes, "Hey man, here's 2 million dollars more." Oh fuck. That's pretty mad. But you know what that means, Cam? Do you know how many you know, mixed, you know you know how many mixed lollies you could buy for that? Fucking heaps. Wow. You know what that means, though? You know who they can't re-sign? At least one to two more players. Guess what his name is? Andrew Shaw. Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. Oh, my God. I know. Tell, tell me it's the best story. Because I imagine... How good was it be if you, you've been playing on the one team for like four years or something, and then some kid comes in, kills it, and they go, oh, by the way... 
you, we can't pay you next year, dude, because, yeah, because he's killed it. He's so good. And also, it turns <laughs> out you're a fuckhead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's such a good story. Do you know Tanner what? Tanner is so good that they can't afford Shaw. Well, we don't know. We, we don't know it'll be Shaw. We're just, we're theorizing. Yeah, yeah sorry. But hey, we, we so suspect they walk into it'll the be Shaw. Room and they're like, hey, 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 everyone who's playing this year. And then put your hand up. And then Andrew Shaw, oh, oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Not. They walk sorry. into the locker room and go, hands up if you still want to play for the Hawks next year. And everyone puts their hands up. And they go, keep your hand up. If you've said something homophobic in public and have gotten us in trouble, get out, Andrew. Bye bye. Get out. Or it's even, even you can take it down a level and be like, everyone, keep your hand up whose name isn't Andrew. Oh, oh. <laughs> get out. Do you know what else I read about Panarin? <laughs> um, apparently, Vla- Vladimir Tarasenko is like huge on him, right? Oh, yeah, I think. And, I, I, and I, he was I telling. Wanna, I don't want to say that they're friends because they're both Russian, but. But yeah. they, are, they are friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, he was telling some blue, uh, St. Louis management, some blues, lol, St. Louis management for <laughs> months, every month, he would walk into the office and be like, yo, Artemi Panarin, you need to sign him. This kid's going to be a jet. And they're like, what would you know? Go and fucking You don't know play. anything. You don't know anything. And then Get out there. Apparently, the last time, he like, saw, last time he saw the GM, he was like, what up? And he's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. All right. Like anyone you know back home that's mad, just yeah, tell us. If you've got any other friends from back home that can potentially score 70 How points, fucking pissed would you be if you were us. that GM? Uh, like, do you want to be our, our Russian scout? Hey, how's, <laughs> imagine having Tarasenko walk up to you, though, and like yell at you in his thick Russian accent. <laughs> be like, what up? And you'd be like, yeah, okay, buddy, because you know fucking everything, and just walk away. Turns like, out he does know yeah. heaps. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, imagine like Tarasenko like armchair GMing it from the locker room. Apparently they call him <laughs> Tank because he's like runs such a rig. Yeah, and, like, he's, huge, he's like actually. an under the radar rig. Yeah, love it. He just gets cooler the more you read about him. Great hey. setup. Hey, hey, um, Kane's owner Peter Kamanos is flatly denying that the Canes are on the move. So let's just say put it out there and say that just they're like the, the just like the we stand by our coach <laughs> yeah, comment, they're, they're clearly on the move moving and they've obviously been bought by someone in Quebec. Well, Vegas is a bee's dick away from being formally awarded the expansion license yes and guess what but we won't see them until the 17-18 season no but guess what the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas has its official opening it hosted a Killers concert because yes why not apparently <laughs> Wuss Rock yeah well they're from Vegas and apparently 2006 is still very in vogue um, well yeah but people from Vegas don't know anything Well, because no one so. actually lives in Vegas no except meth heads um, and people <laughs> that work at the casinos Cam hell on earth um, the arena itself, though, looks fucking mad, mad and you could definitely sway fans to go there. And the Kings have two preseason games booked there for later this year. So if the vibe's big and the tickets move for a Kings preseason game, I think uh, I think a Vegas franchise could do all right. I agree. I think it's mad. Hey, um, Anders Lee still has his broken fibula because you know they don't they don't heal in they two don't weeks. Heal quickly, but Cam. given that the Isles aren't as quickly like we thought they'd be swept by now and they're still here, so if the Isles no, can hang around a, fight, a little dude. longer, maybe he will have some kind of miracle comeback for the playoffs. Maybe, probably maybe. not though. No, but still cool story if he does make it. And Anders Lee, he sounds like a bad guy from an action movie. Yeah, so as the Sens have recently fired their coach, it means that they're looking for a, a likely suitor. And who's on the table? That's it. It's bald Dynamo, <laughs> Mike Yo. And all of a sudden, he's like, hey, man, do you know something we don't? Or, Probably not, actually. I don't understand that. Do you know, like, hey, man, do you remember how the Wild couldn't score under you and yeah. lost all their games? And you've got a shit haircut. Maybe, <laughs> maybe just go to the NCAA and get an actually good coach. I don't understand, though. Are they that scared of taking a flyer on a young coach from the AHL or the NCAA? Like, 
What is it that's so attractive about taking a guy that got fucking smoked this year? Uh, it's some GMs are afraid to take the plunge with a what is seen as a lower quality league. That's what it is. Providence and Boston College coaches ready to roll. Talk to the Flyers with Dave Haxtell. Have that's they right. had a fantastic year with a groomer of young men and behind has he the bench? around with like literally three superstars on a team of 30? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he has. And they look good. And they can beat the fuck out of the Caps. Hey, Ottawa, give us a job. We're better than you. Yeah. Not at hockey, but... Pro tip, don't hire hire Mike Yo. At bullshit decisions. (laughs) Yeah. The the Toronto Maple Leafs have also slyly announced that they're eyeing off Frederick Anderson, which is another smooth move from Lou. Um, That makes a lot of sense because the Ducks are going to push forward with Gibbo as their number one. They may as well flip Anderson and get something good for it. Maybe they'll get a couple of, you know, Toronto's 4,300 picks. Yeah. I'm surprised that uh, I'm surprised that Rhyme is not on in the in the conversation. To be honest, very odd. Very odd. Very odd. Mm. Mm. You know what? He probably you know he probably voluntarily took he's him probably out got of the beef because he's he's got he's got Canada, Canada media beef. I thought he was vegetarian. Huh. Yeah. But, um, not bad. Pretty, yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. You know what I like, dude? Penalty minutes. Good old-fashioned <laughs> fisticuffs. Gratu- gratuitous penalty minutes. 250 <laughs> of Dem Pims were doled out in a recent AHL tilt between the Albany Devils and the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. In the grand scheme of lion brawls, it wasn't that ferocious. Like, old dudes are going to say, oh, that's soft, but pretty entertaining. And who well, knew the Devils youngster Damon Severson actually had mitts on him? Not me. I didn't know because like he's a good D man for the Devils, but I'd never seen him mix it up, and he went pretty hard. Yeah, good on him. I backed it. Do you want to grab this one, or do you want me to? No, you can have this. I I just, I just want to sit back and enjoy the view. I was giggling like a little dickhead when I wrote this. I know, amazing. Um, It's it's riddled with cham. So this, I say? this was written and published by um, Greg Wyshynski of Puck Daddy, who, if you're not familiar with... Wyshynski, I think you, you'll find. You probably should be, um, because... No, it's Wyshynski. Well, either way, you fucked it. Yeah, either way, you're a fuckhead. Look at that head. Um, the big, big head. So he publishes, and I had a little read-up, and this is amazing. So South Korea are hosting the 2018 Winter Olympics, which means Excellent. they are automatically eligible to field a hockey team. Well, they're automatically eligible to field a team in every sport. Yeah. So given that they're in the same group as Canada and Switzerland, they're in a spot of bother. They're like, oh my God, we're going to get killed. So what does South Korea do? They've started importing players from Canada and naturalizing them as citizens so they can be competitive at the games. Yeah, it's the same tactic the Chinese have used before in uh, the Summer Olympics of uh, years past. Yeah, but we've just never seen it with hockey, which is amazing. No, that's true. But I mean, Um, Australia have done it too. We did it with fucking swimmers back in the 90s. Yeah, I don't care about Speedos. Nobody cares about Speedos. (laughs) Anyway, look, most of these dudes are like... how did you get here? Oh, I smuggled him in my undies. (laughs) Most of these dudes are like ECH level type plays. So they're still going to get destroyed by the big time countries, but it makes them slightly competitive. And, and hilarious. And as Wyshynski pointed out, this is almost cool runnings-esque. It's, 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 co- it's actually cool runnings just with, you know, not Jamaican dudes. Just apparently Canadian Jamaica dudes have a hockey. Korean. Apparently Jamaica legitimately they have do. like a thriving hockey program they now. They do. Sick. It's actually hilarious. Couldn't be happier. And they'll be competing at the Olympics, I'm pretty sure. Can we get jerseys? We sure can. Fuck. Do you know what I did my grade four geography project on Jamaica? Solid name drop, Cam. Yeah. It was at the height of Cool Runnings buzz. I had, of course it was. Well. That has to be the the best worst not name drop I've heard in a while. Total shinfo. <laughs> Terrible. Total shinfo. <laughs> hey, we didn't know where else to insert this, so we're just going to call it an extended, extended burning issues rant. Would this be about Andrew Shaw? I think it might be. I think it is. But so, you know what? We're going to roast him later, but let's let's just keep going. My, well, that's, you know what? Uh, the issue's too hard. It's too... 
it's too blatant and too obvious not to say something multiple times. We're going to keep having our peace. So look, Andrew Shaw acts like a punk, which is very rare for him, and he gets called on it. Very rare for him. Mm. And his response was to he flip the gets refs. Away with it. Yeah, flip some uh, flip some refs off, and then throw out some homophobic slurs from the penalty box. How rude! What happened, Cam? Well, the NHL actually acted swiftly and decisively. I almost fell out of my chair when I saw oh, that they had. Oh my god, they're doing something that's not it's not protecting the Hawks mm. and giving them a wrap over the knuckles. But no. They gave him a game suspension. They fined him some cash. $5,000. And That's he's right. been forced into an enrollment in a sensitivity course. Excellent I news. think they probably also need to rename that. I would maybe call it like, you know, cultural awareness. Yeah. You know, something like that. They should give him the Andrew Shaw as a fuckhead award. <laughs> so look, for the most part... It's like a participation award. For the most part, people seem to have been supportive of these decisions. and Pretty much all the comments agreement. I've read have been pretty good. Pretty most good. Most people have been like, yeah, fair enough. Even Hawks fans are like, yeah, that was pretty dumb. Pretty good. I'm probably going to say around 70% positive. It's disappointing to see, though, although not that surprising, unfortunately. There's still a corner of fans who are commenting and saying things like, well... Telling players off for using homophobic slurs is leading to the, quote, pussification of our sport. Disagree. To those people, we here at Holy Park would like to say a great big, fuck you. Yeah. Would you like to second that, John? I would like to say fuck you to those people. In fact, find a spoon and eat my ass. Ah, fantastic. Excellent. Well done, Stiff. Look, it's very simple, though. <laughs> There's a number of things you can call a person, like John. Let's run through a list of creative and abusive words and terms you could throw at someone, either in the heat of battle or in real life, without making a homophobic or racist slur go. Bum. Fuckhead. Mook. Cunt. Ooh. Ooh. Fuckwit. Asshat. Douche canoe. Ooh. So, did he drive to the arena that day or did he paddle to work in his douche canoe? Definitely paddled. Did I say fuck hat already? Fuck hat. Yeah. Asshat. <laughs> well done. Anyway, the point so we can there's keep, more, there's, we, we can keep going. Hours. We keep going. The keep point going. is though, at no make state, fun of his fucking shoes. Make fun of anything. you are fucking clown shoes. I said that to you today. What we just did then—that's a minor miracle. We insulted each other without talking about our sexuality, race, or gender. We swore heaps though. Well, that's fine though. Because totally. Swearing's not offensive. If you get offended by general swearing, then you have a problem. You actually are that's, a fucking idiot. That's a secondary problem, that's right? That's a secondary problem. But yes. look, the bottom line is this: when you are paid to play in the NHL, you are not being paid to play hockey. No, you are paid to be an ambassador of the sport camp. You're representing your team, your league, your sponsors, and your community, and you represent a set of community values. That you're expected to reinforce. Kids are naturally going to look to you for guidance. You're the I hero. want to see some of his some of his sponsors mm. pull that support and go. We do no longer want to be uh, represented by such a disrespectful and well, backwards thinking individual. I don't think that'll happen because the Hawks have jumped on it so quickly. I think they've saved a lot of face. And I will say to Chicago's credit, they do have a really strong connection to the Chicago LGBT community. They've done a lot of. Um, I guess public awareness pro, uh, like type events with them and there's a lot of um, kind of cross promotion obviously so, sure he missed that day yeah it seems like he, he was sick that day well there's, there's an interesting little wrinkle to this story though um, Oilers goaltender been <coughs> Oilers or is he with the Habs now I can't even fucking remember I don't even know who he's been traded to Scribbins. he hasn't been playing Scribbins yeah oh, he, he finished the with the Habs wasn't he he went to the Oilers you know what Dog Some shit, dog shit dog Canadian, shit Canadian team. team. <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, there's a little wrinkle to this, and he's come out with an interesting point stating that education and not punishment is the key. Yes, so as in... I don't necessarily disagree with Ben, but I feel that this level of discipline is a healthy mix of the two. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Shaw's being educated by way of his sensitivity training. However, the punishment affects both he and his team. And by expressing that there's a very real consequence for this type of thing, it sends a stronger educational message to other players and to fans that quite simply, this shit is not right. And if that even deters, you know, one young kid from walking out the playground and calling some other young kid the F-bomb, job well done. That's education. That's right. That's a broader sense of education. And you know what? We back that here at Holy Fuck. And we, we back general sensitivity and not calling people things that they shouldn't. Just swear at someone. Swear at someone. It's so much better. That's what I was saying to someone else. There's, there's like 143 different things you could say to abuse somebody. Yeah. There's the possibilities Pick are endless. Else. Pick something else. You know Pick what you know what it actually says? By having to revert to that in the heat of battle, that shows me that your trash talking game is fucking woeful. Like yeah. if that's all you've got, you're a garbage trash talker. That's right. And in general, like most of the dudes who are the chronic pests and antagonists on the ice are actually incredibly good dudes. Yeah. So most of the guys who are out there whose job it is to fuck you around, to punch you in the head, are actually top quality good dudes that in fact most of them have families. Yeah. Just and say like really the, penalty bo- the penalty box smells worse than your mum. Yeah. Easy. It smells like your mum's snatch. And you know what? It smells on. pretty good. Hey, um, I would like to say, <laughs> however, too, someone brought to my attention a, a rather touching piece by Chris Hine of the Chicago Tribune this morning. So Hine's an openly gay journalist who talked about his previous interactions with Shaw. And he actually said he's a, quite a thoughtful and open dude. He's really good with the media and he always hangs around and makes time to speak to the dudes. Um, he found him to be genuinely remorseful and saddened by what had transpired. It's like his voice was breaking um, and he's like, I think he legitimately knows he fucked up and that's not what he actually thinks. It's just a huge mistake. And what he wrote, I really liked. He said, I like Andrew Shaw and I like talking to him and this won't change that. But I hope that this small piece of him does change. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's a touching. So that, that's, was, that was a good little walking that middle ground. That's excellent. That's, that's excellent news to walk us into the good news. The good news. Do you know what we love? We really like good news. Do you know what else we love, though? People winning fat stacks of cash. Can we win some fat stacks of cash? Because currently we're in the we're in the red on the podcast front. We are in the red. You know um, what would be great if we could get some free shit. I'm a sheep. Look, cheapskate have given us some stuff. So that's right. It was it was it was a pretty mad. That was shirt. nice. I actually I wear it all the time. So, Thanks, you know, guys. good on good on the cheapset guys. In fact, in fact, we were going to spruik them properly later. We yeah. may as well do it now. That's what we do. Cheapskate, cheapskate are mad. Get around cheapskate. Everything about cheapskate, 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 cheapskate. And get it happen. Their new line actually did just drop. So cheapskatehockey.com, and it's actually what level is it, Cam? It's boss level. The hats right. are sick. The shirts are sick. Crew the jumpers are sick. World. The hockey jerseys are so good. That my dog shit be like be lean team is probably looking at getting them yeah. and appropriating as them as our jerseys, as our unis. Yeah. So everything's wow. great. Everything's fantastic. Everything's great. Job well done. Quick round. Quick round. Top done, draw. Boys. Hey, I'm back to winning fat stacks of cash though. At an Orlando Solar Bears game, who of course play in the ECH Jokers. Where the fuck else would the Solar Bears play? Of course they do, Cam. A How fan. dare you suggest that our fans <laughs> didn't know that? How dare you? A fan was plucked you from bum. the a fan was plucked from the crowd to have a crack at the old, uh, you know, take a shot from the far blue line, uh, slot the five hole, and win some cash. Uh, Guess what? The scoro, if as it were, Cam. Guess what? They won. His name's Nick Giovanelli, of course and it is. he nailed it and won a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, he did. And hey, you know what? I, there's some incredibly crazy statistic where it's like. One in like 300 million or something to get the shot right based on your skill level. We'll get around this. Give, this was okay. Given the games in Orlando, right, which at best has been described as a massive shithole since Disney World, this makes <laughs> she, 
<laughs> this makes genius. The, the whole town is essentially a wasteland circa fallout. Bar Disney. Bar Disneyland. This makes Giovanelli one, the luckiest man alive, and two, truly deserving of being part of our good news segment. All right, so in we fact, can get the fuck out of Florida. Well, I wonder what's more important to this young chap, winning the cash or being part of our show? Does anyone know him? We should ask him. I would like to get him on the show because why not? Sidebar, do you know this is the first time the Solar Bears offered this contest up? And then lost someone the won crack. 100 grand! <laughs> I can't imagine they'll be doing this again I don't anytime think they'll be soon. Doing it again. Mm. Uh, we used to do it in the Australian leagues and they gave up because they were giving away way too much merch. Well, and also, yeah, because. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was going to try and sell, like, say face. Like, no, they weren't that cheap. It wasn't about it, three T-shirts, but it, it was. It was. <laughs> <sighs> it was about three T-shirts and a bandana cam. How dare you? I think it's time to triple B. It is. Baseless bullshit banter. Here it is. You know what, though? The weekly waffle slot's already spoken for, and due to our extensive playoff coverage, which is coming up, the issue that we're going to talk about is actually quite serious and deserves some respect. So this week's installment of BBB is actually going to be called the Not-So-Baseless Bullshit Banter. Is, are you cool with that? Not really, but I can't change it now. You're not cool with this? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm totally cool with it. Oh, it's fine. Very rude. Um, <laughs> so what we're going to be talking about this evening totally is, is the new details emerging around the tragic and untimely death of our former NHL hardman Derek Bugard, who passed away May 11, mm. 2011, at only 28, as any good hockey fan should know. That's right, and details are only emerging now, so we're talking some five years after his death. Yeah, so a number of major outlets, with the bigger fish being your hockey news and complete hockey news, have reported that, and we are quoting here, uh, a complaint filed against Dr. David Lewis by Len Bugard, which is the father of Derek, um, has led to an investigation by the Californian Department of Consumer Affairs. Derek's father believes that doctors failed in their medical and ethical obligations to Derek after allowing him to play after he had failed or missed multiple drug tests. The number is now being reported as a whopping 14 of 19 missed or failed tests. Are you suggesting, Cam, that the league, his club, and the doctors who employ that are employed by either of these organizations has squashed this in order to get him out there to play? I am I am saying that uh, Derek's father believes that is a strong chance. And he's also wow. stated that his son faced no fines, sanctions, or other penalties, which is the classic, you know what, if someone's doing something wrong, we'll look punishing the them is actually a good idea because yes. it brings attention to it and we can help them. So let's just hide it and just assume it doesn't exist. So in essence, hell, the league, man. the Players Association, and whoever else has been included in this lawsuit... Where is the Department of Player Safety, man? Well, all of them, anyone involved in all of this within this complaint is being viewed as enabling Derek's behavior. This and reeks of collusion and not in the good way. Well, his death was... It reeks of a cover-up of it, epic proportions. His death was booze and painkillers. And right. so by nobody acting, they've essentially enabled the behavior. And mm-hmm. what Derek's father is saying is had the hammer truly been dropped by way of fines, suspensions, rehab... He would he still be alive. We, they That's could right. save him from himself. That's right. Now, some people are going to argue and go, he's a fucking adult, it's up to him. You need to you need to stick that shit back in your pipe because that's I not how the world works. I think a lot of these works. players need to be taught like they they they're, they're well, put they're in professional, people. but they're they're put in professional organizations and taught to be, you know, to to, to have this killer instinct from the age of sixteen and onwards. Keep going, they, like eleven. They 10, need to be nine. they need to be taught to be human beings by their organizations and held to account, right? Mm. By their organizations pumping them with drugs and letting them just do whatever they fucking feel like during the off season. We don't care what you're giving them. That we don't care what you do. Just come back alive. Statement. That's not teaching 
teaching them to be good people. That's teaching them to be fuckheads and abuse their position of power, Cam. Yeah, well, and look, I don't like it. Looking the other way definitely doesn't help people. So whilst you're working for the NHL, there's a duty of care that needs to be in place for people like Derek and any other player uh, by ignoring his repeated slip-ups again and turning a blind eye. This has directly contributed to his death. He's an adult, or was an adult, I should say, and he should be accountable for his own decision-making. But when your environment, your lifestyle, and would you say the very nature of your profession... I think so, Cam. ...makes painkillers very, very accessible to someone who's addicted to self-medicating, then your employer needs to be more fucking accountable. I completely agree, Cam. And let's be honest, they do often push them to self-medicate, and they do often suggest, and because... Whether or not they let them go and they let them play, they ask them, do you feel like you're ready to play? And they're like, well, no, we'll go and have as many painkillers as you need to either Mm. get yourself ready for the next game or be able to be available for tonight's game. That's not... That's that's pretty shit, actually. If you're that's a, a terrible working environment because right. what hockey the, player isn't going to say I'm not ready to play? They're going to say, yeah, right. put me well, in. There's the constant pressure of performing, and let's be honest, hockey has the lowest turnarounds of injuries in any professional sports league, mm. which suggests that either they're not allowing them to recover properly, or they are putting them out unrecovered, injured, and ignoring it, and essentially contributing to greater factors such as mental illnesses and prolonged injuries such as the concussions. Suicide. Suicides and the the, um, lifelong concussions issues that we've seen um, and we've spoken about on this show earlier this year. I I really back what his father's doing here because I think one of the other issues that it's going to touch on and hopefully it triggers some positive change is that, and you know, obviously it's different in North America than it is here in Australia, but there's a lot of similarities too in that the doctors that are provided to the players by the team aren't in communication with a player's personal GP. And, uh, no, and then they, again, they they're not by the club. And for then the club. again, they're That's not right. in consultation with say persons at the hospital. That's so right. what you've potentially got is up to three medical professionals are all seeing you or potentially prescribing you slightly different, slightly things. different things, different so courses of treatment. He realistically at one stage, he could have been getting three different doses of painkillers. Mm. So what you're saying is that, the, there are potentially three different individuals who are responsible for the player's care who are not responding. Well, it's, not that, it's, not that, it's not that they're not responding, but by not talking to each other, they're being grossly negligent. So the way forward needs to be the team has a doctor and a medical staff. Who the team, with the, the team's doctor and medical mm. staff, if they are prescribing you drugs, painkillers, and like a mode of rehabilitation, they need to be in consultation with your personal GP before either party starts handing over the shit. Good call, Cam. I agree. And I, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think that we've, we've covered off the the concussion argument um, ad nauseum this year, and, and that's mainly because we're all for player safety and we'd like to mm. see the Department of Player Safety swing the hammer a little bit yeah. and, and really really get in there and really force force some of the teams to really think about whether or not their players are ready to go. Like, for instance, the Caps put out John Carson too early this year and yeah. what happened to Carson? All of a sudden, he got injured again within two weeks. So, again, he was obviously not ready to go and they should have let him, you know. He was obviously saying, because I saw a lot of the interviews, he's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. They obviously pumped up his tires like, yeah, you're good to go, man. But obviously he was not and re-injured. You know, so, you know, even the best clubs, all the best, all the clubs are involved, right? Are you ready to go? Of course you are, because the pressure what is to get gonna out. What player is going to say no? They don't want to lose their roster spot. That's right, because there's 10 other dudes waiting to just come up and steal it, right? doesn't matter who you are. You could be a Shattenkirk, you could Anybody. be a Carls. Same deal. There's someone who's ready to go. You could be a John Carlidge, Cameron Chambers. That's right. 
Hey, um, the final detail in this though too, and this is something that Dan Carcillo has touched on, you know, former hard man. Um, the league really needs to heavily invest in some kind of outgoing support program for retiring players because when you transition from a life that's built on, you know, structured around uh, routine and team routines and high performance and professional sports, you are going to need assistance to trans, um, transition to real life. That's right. And, and so there aren't any leagues that I'm aware of that actually have a, this is how to be a real I don't, I don't think. I don't think in any sport. I think, you know what? Hockey could really be a trailblazers. They could. In and uh, player transition from coming into the league to transitioning out of the league into real life or you know media or whatever it is, well, and being just a general human being and not blowing it at, re- at real life because obviously the players have real issues. They they blow it at real life because they're not prepared for it. Right. Well, given the money that they pump into each organization, surely there can be some kind of six to twelve month transition plan when you're like, right, I'm leaving the sport, I'm retiring, whatever. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're know, injured or you're, you're cool. living on your own terms. This how do we how do we help integrate you? Like, how do we point you in the right direction? for further education, for jobs. You know, your routine's going to be a little different. You're not going to have someone telling you what to eat and when to shit and what you can do. Like, this is on you now. Yeah, yeah you got to figure it out. how we're going to help you adapt. The, the younger me 10 years ago would have said, suck it the fuck up. You've been paid all this money. You just need to learn to deal with it. The older me now understands that at the end of the oh, day... there's a care of duty on the, on, the, on the club to look after the player. A fat salary mm. and, like, having your ass wiped for you doesn't make you any less of a human being. Like, you shouldn't be punished mm. for being well paid. Yeah, well, I, I think you should be punished for being a professional sports person. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I think. Yeah, I, I do think that there, there should be a transitional, uh, maybe a department of transition in the NHL or something. Imagine if John Scott headed up the department of player transition. Fuck. That's actually a phenomenal idea. Copyright us. Batman, yeah. Batman, get at us. Yeah. 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 Wow. John. Oh wow. Do you like breakfast? I love breakfast. What do you like to eat for breakfast? Uh. Waffles and other fried goods. Weekly Waffle! Yeah, so this week we're all about the playoffs, baby. All about the playoffs, baby. Guess what? We are now 24 games into the first round of Ah, the playoffs. Good on you working that out. Thanks, man. And Thanks, man. (laughs) Thanks, man. And... All of the the brackets are in. Um, we're going to discuss our brackets at the end because obviously... And everyone all, else's brackets. Yeah. Obviously, you all did your bracket challenges. Obviously. Yeah. Feel free to post them at us and we'll ridicule you. Apparently, this was the highest uptake in NHL bracket challenges ever this year, by the way. Yeah. Um. So, so far, Cam's and mine look very similar. Um, only- Before we jump into this, I do want to say if you claim that you had the Preds manhandling the Ducks... Uh, the Caps totally embarrassing the Flyers or the Sharks doing what they're doing to the Kings, you straight up, you are a fucking liar. Well, I have the Caps in five. Or if you chose any of those teams, you don't actually know anything about You've just guessed about the game. based on logos. You've either guessed based on logos or you're just such a diehard knob end of a fan. You've gone, oh, the Preds are going to win it. Because no one who, like, no one who's anyone actually legitimately tipped the Preds to be doing what they're doing. Well, I was pumping up the Preds three weeks ago. Yeah, and but not did to I, the, not did I pick them though? though? They're not in my bracket. You were like, yeah, they'll make it. They're not going to do this to the Ducks. But, but looks good. So we're just going to roll through real quick. Each series. Each series, where it currently is, and how we feel like it's going to play out in the long run. And we'll, we'll Compared to what we originally projected. That's right. Compared to what we pre- originally projected. And we'll run through this um, every week for the next couple, couple of weeks. Of weeks. Um, this will be the main format of the show. Um, we'll probably do some more, probably reduced news to get more into the playoff. Yes. Um, into the playoff. Uh, info that's kicking off and maybe we might even do a couple of quick reaction ones via the old Skypo. Yeah, w- yeah, we're actually thinking about unleashing a couple of 15, 20 minute 
shows as well to fill the time between the biggest shows. So moving forward now, there may be some weeks where we have two to three podcasts because we'll be like, you know what? Something crazy happened. We need to talk about this We're just going to get on Skype with each other. We're going to record it. Bang, straight up on the air. Bang! Wow. Now, because I'm a huge Will Smith man, uh, fan, we're going to start with the Wild Wild West. Excellent. I need to change my shorts. Do you shorts. like that reference too? Love it. Yeah. Side note, Movie World still has a Wild Wild West poster. Wow. Yeah. You know, there was a Wild Wild West. Wow. There was a... Yeah, wow. for real. You know, there was a ride. Yeah, there was. That's the why the poster's still there. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. What do they do with that? They, You know, they turn it into something else. It's a log ride. Yeah. Which yeah, is, yeah. Which is actually sick. Yeah. Mm. Especially your kids. Yeah, which Respon- I do. So you can have two responsible dad beers, go on the rides, uh-huh. have a great time. And a bubble bill. Yeah, you can. Mm. Oh, bubble bill. All right, let's you talk know, hockey. That's what I really missed about, because oh, I went to... Uh, no, no, well, I, I missed the Australian ice cream, man. We do, you know, Golden Gay Time, excellent. I, I had a Cornetto last night. Oh, did you get it from the shop of, of Shaun of the Dead fame? <laughs> Cornetto. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the stars in the wild. Oh, wow. And this has been a very surprising series for me. I thought it was going to be just straight up stars all the time. Well, I mean, Dallas is still kicking their ass, but the, the game... The look great. They've been one goal margins. Yeah, the wild look great. They, they've, they've still got some fight in them. I thought it was going to be like all limp dick and like painful, but that looks good. Flaccid. Yeah, I like limp dick. Now, who, who for the wild has been a standout? Uh, is it your boy, Charlie Coyle? His boy, my boy. boy. Yeah. And um, I'm a man Zucker as well. Like, he's been playing very well. And Eric Hula. Oh. Hula? So, look, Hula? The, Hula. Star, the Stars' full know. offensive force was on display for games one and two. They were in control from the start. The Wild were having none of that. They won game three. Unfortunately, today they lost game four and went down 3-2. So, they are down overall in the series 3-1. Going to be very hard to come back from that, especially as the series is on the way back to Texas. But... It's been a lot more of a dogfight than anybody gave Minnesota credit for. And to me, like the way that their young guys have stood up and gotten a little better tells me that... I think it's all great news, Cam. Yovanex can fuck off. I I feel like next year is going to be even more successful. So we could see them with a cup in two, three years. Once they suck up and get rid of some of that older Mm, older blood. They're just going to clear off some of the dust. Maybe some of the cobwebs, Cam, they can really swoop in. I like it, Cam. I'm going to disagree with you and say I don't think a cup is in their near future. Because I think the contracts of Parise and Suda pretty much prevent them from getting the other dudes they need to. Uh, I think they get, they're going to be one... You feel like they've signed some prohibitive contracts, meaning that it has, they don't have the cash to compete for some of the bigger names that they require. I feel like they're a permanent round one, round two playoff team. Like, they'll make the playoffs for 15 years, right? Yeah, but they'll be completely unimpressive like the Caps. Correct. Mad. So let's talk about the Blues and the Blackhawks. Oh, let, let us me, talk about let this. Let me tell you! No one thought that this was going to happen. Well, I did. And so did Andy. Yeah. So, so I was actually high on these dudes. Well, I was listening to a hockey f- podcast today and they're like, oh, sick. no sane person chose the St. Louis Blues. I'm like, mm, fuck you. I Wrong. Did. We've actually been talking about them and we both chose them in our brackets, actually. And I believe I even chose them by a margin of four games to two. Wow. So and I which looks I- like that's how the game's going to, because I think the Blackhawks will claim the next game, but that we'll see mm. the Hawks, uh, the Hawks. Putting up the last fight of the season. There's going to be them kicking up the last stink. You'll see Crow 
putting up a really good game and then the Blues will swoop in and, f- and knock the series well, off. Well, Andrew Shaw's actually been one of the Hawks' best players and he's yes, suspended he's for the next game. three goals. So I actually yeah. think the lack of net, net front presence from Shaw and that, that element gone. So I actually think the Blues are going to take this out 4-1. Wow. Um, I, I feel like there's an extra game up the up The, the, the Blues aren't just doing it. You can't it. discount them. They are, For That's some true. reason, for some stupid reason, they just find some fight when they have no no yeah. course for I know, it. I know. And look, the Blues aren't just doing it for St. Louis, though. They're doing it for everyone who hates Chicago, which, which is, is most everyone. of us. Um, That's right. Also, sidebar, if Tarasenko and the Blues get through the Hawks uh, and they do make it to the big dance, Con Smythe's coming his way. Yes. And... Jesus, that wrist shot. If they do get through... It's a goddamn laser. If they get through the Hawks, they're run through um, based, based on who they have to play next. I Dallas, feel San like, Jose. Yeah, I feel like that there is they've got a little bit more fight left in them, Cam. Uh, I like it. Especially finishing off, finishing off a series four one or two means that they'll have a week off. Imagine if the Cup final was two virgins, St. Louis versus Washington. Ugh. Someone's popping their cherry. Oh, don't say those things, Cam. You know that it's not going to happen. Ducks versus Preds. The qu- Nobody picked. The Preds, Cam. Uh, well, you? our friend Clinton did, which but proves he, he just took a guess. So fuck you, Clinton. He, ba- he based it based on the fact that they've got tusks in their logo. Yeah, you tall bastard. Damn um, it. <laughs> the Quack Attack has a number one ranked PP and PK in the league. And guess what? It is what? Who Nothing cares? Because the Predators have outworked him in every area. And up until today, they owned a 2-0 series lead. Now it's a th- uh, sorry, it's a 2-1 series lead. So it's a little, the margin's a little tighter than the rest of the games, but they've played less. So Anaheim okay. do excel in close games too, but all the big names have been firing for Nashville, Rene Weber, Yossi, but it's actually pint-sized defender Ryan Ellis that's been the Predators' real X-factor. Um, Ducks turned it up today, though, shut it out 3-0. Three, uh, three um, they've pulled the series a little closer. They are now only down two games to one with game four in Nashville. Which is tomorrow. Mm. And now we make it to the series of the West. Before we do, though, do you still think Anaheim have it in the bag and they're going to pull it back? Mm, after watching the Preds really take it to them. Rene looks good. I think it's going to be very hard for the Ducks, who are a big vibe team. I think it's going to be very hard for them to pull themselves up out of the dust. Saddest thing about Anaheim potentially not winning this series, go. Uh, Bruce Boudreau will get fired. Not not finishing his coaching career with a cup because I feel like he deserves it because he's actually a fucking red hot coach. Do you think if the Ducks fire him, he won't get another job? Yep. Dude, if Mike Yo can get another job, Bruce Boudreaux's going to uh, another He's job. only fucking interviewing and they're probably only flirting. I don't think they're going to pop the cherry. Do you? So you legitimately think if the Ducks get knocked out and Boudreaux gets him. fired, he won't get another job? Yep. Really? Yep. And that's really upsetting. That's actually quite. You know, that's you, quite grim. You know that I'm a huge Bruce Boudreaux fan. He's an ex-cap and an ex-cap oh, coach. Oh, here we go. Yes, he's a fucking former cap. But he's a fucking legend. He's, and he's a legend. And if you check our Instagram, there are many photos of him with sauce on his face. <laughs> yep, you're not wrong. <laughs> So let's talk about the series of the West, and that's the Kings and the Sharks. Yeah. So I'm, we're talking Burns, we're talking Pavelski, we're talking Jumbo Joe. No, we're, we're not talking, talking Pavelski. We're talking Joe we're talking The big Pavelski. The big Pavelski, <laughs> aka the dude, aka El Duderino, aka Joe Pavelski. All the all the big names are getting it done though. Pavelski, Burns, Thornton, Vlasic, and Marty Jones. Martin Jones. Sorry, yeah. Stonewall. Stonewall. He's, My God, he is killing it. The whole series is great. Now, I was quoted as saying there is no way Jonathan Quick's going to let his protege outshine him in this series. Wrong. Boy, do I look Wrong. foolish. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Look, the it's Sharks not just took that horrible excuse for a beard either. 
<laughs> for those of Fuck you, you. Oh, I'm going to beat the shit out of you later. Um, so nah. the Sharks took the first two games in LA. They dropped game three at home after putting their first and only goal of the game on the board in 30 seconds. That's right. The Sharks, however, have blown big series leads before. Let's not get too carried away. They Remember, like the Caps. We felt the, it all The reverse before. sweep in 2014 where they were 3-0 and up and they lost 4-3. So the difference is right now, today they romped in game four by a scoreline of 3-1. They're right. now up 3-1 in the series as well. The difference between this Sharks outfit and the old Sharks outfit. Killer instinct. I feel like they've legitimately learned from failure. Mm-hmm. The big names have pulled together. And you know how Thornton had his C taken from him and it's been a shared leadership yeah. thing? I feel so it's like shared between the whole group. That whole group we just said, plus Logan Couture. Yeah, I feel that's like... That's the group. I feel like taking the C off, Thornton just focusing on his game and sharing the leadership. Right. but he had and, a and, career and season this so, year. So you're getting like Marlowe. That's right. Um, Hurdle's been looking yeah, quite yeah. good. Um, all those dudes who are chipping in... Everything's it, looking it great. It kind of feels like... There's a little more calmness to San Jose. Mm. It doesn't no look like the they're leader. feeling the pinch as much. The, so the leadership's coming from the locker room as a group, as opposed Not one to dude. one dude standing up and going, "We're winning yeah. the game now." So like, I think it's going to be a very spicy uh, next game because I mean, I feel like L- this could L- be the, se- the series that goes to seven. Well, yeah, I mean, LA are playing for their lives. I still think this is going to go to seven games. Mm-hmm. This is, however, the first time that I legit, like, I legitimately believe that San Jose can beat them. I'm well, not saying right. I'm not saying they will, but it's Have the you- first time I've watched them and gone. They can. They are. Well, they've been. It's, it's been exciting hockey. I've been watching it very closely. It's. I. I'm. I think some of my favorite players play for the Sharks. Um. It's. It's hard to get past Jumbo Joe, and it's really hard to get past the speed of Logan Couture and Thomas Hurdle. It's Brent Burns. Brent Burns is just obviously a legend. But I. It's there. They play exciting hockey, and I mean, it is playoff hockey, so it's a little harder to watch. I don't. But believe, it's still exciting. I don't it's believe in having a second team. But, but if you did, it would I, be San Jose. I've always had a soft spot for the Sharks. That's I right. love their look. My wife goes for the Sharks. That's the local right. team I support, the Sharks GM, son played for him. All these little Sharks connections. It's all great. They skate John out Scott's of a shark. A, there's, they there's skate a, out of a shark. There's a huge John Scott collection. We're high on Big J. Yeah. It's, it's all there. It's, it's all, all there. there. So it's all there. You know what? Again, I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying they can. Yes. The, Unless the, Luke Shen keeps scoring pots of goals. Five goals a night. What is up My with that? My God. Yeah. Who knew he could hockey? Yeah, who knew that he had a decent point shot? I didn't know that, did you? That's better than decent. It was a rocket. I know. What Can't is bl- wrong with... What, what is... If Luke Shan is scoring, what is wrong with the universe, dude? Freedom haters everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, let's go out east, and we're going to start off with the Pussies and the Islanders. This is the closest contended of the all of all yeah. the series is so far. So it's 2-2. Well, everyone I know had the Panthers just romping it in. But like you said, it's tied up at 2-2. I took the Isles, man. Did you? I did. You're the only person I know that didn't have the Panthers romping it in. I know. Um, but after seeing this, you, obviously the games are incredibly tight. I think this is probably the most likely of the series to go to seven. Three words for you. Bulletin, board, material. So wow. the Florida Panthers, or people associated with the Panthers, said publicly, by the way... Yeah, we're glad the way the schedule worked out. We would much rather play the Islanders than the Rangers. John Tavares has obviously heard that, and he's cut that out, and he's put it up on his locker, and he's gone, Fuck right, them. I'm one of the best players in the world, and I'm going to get a little bit better, because he's been incredible. Yep, absolutely. Love us some Johnny T. He's playing like a man possessed. He's feeding off all that bullshit, and his supporting cast has been great. Ocposo, oh, Nelson, Strom. That's right. Everyone's um, there. Real surprise of the series, though, Riley Smith, who's looked every bit the high-end winger that Boston had hoped he would be before we gave up and traded him. He's looking incredible. <laughs> incredible. Um, 
but which you is know, very upsetting. I mean, I, I think and, and part of the course of the Bruins to abandon a young player too early. Yeah. Fuck my life. Yeah. Um, special and Sean Thornton's there too. Well, ah. spe- special mention to Sean Thornton's <laughs> A plus chirping, and if you're not already across this, you should be. YouTube. Got in an argument with Ryan Strome, and then spun him around and looked on the back of his jersey and said, "Oh, cool! I didn't know who you were." <laughs> Incredible burn. <laughs> Yo, Detroit versus Tampa Bay. This yeah. is my second favorite series because there's legitimate hate there. Legitimate hate. Um, everyone's angry at everyone, and that's why it's great. Couldn't be happier. I Big Abby's having a fucking crack. Hey, he's having a great time. He um, looks good. Like I, I, you know what? I'm a huge Abdulkader fan. I, I like Jason Abdulkader. I think is Justin, Justin? Abdulkader. Jason, Justin, Justin, Justin. Abdulkader. I think he's a good dude. Just call him Abby. Abby. There you I go. like Abby. Yeah. He sounds like it's someone. He sounds like that chicken ER actually. Ah, Justine Abdulkader. Never heard of her. <laughs> Never heard of her. Who are you again? Um, like, <laughs> refused to. No, but he, he's actually a smart dude, obviously as well, because he refused to fight because of the obscure cannot fight where you are when you've got um, uh, tape on your hands. Look, he was just avoiding a suspension, though, because he, he would have got a second misconduct. That's right, and he would have been out. Um, so, and that's smart play. And his coach, I read that, and his coach told him point blank, do not fight. Look, all he's got, smart move. all Detroit have now, because they're down three to one, right? All they have is is their, their only chances. Is their the, fight. They've if, got the... Yeah, if the Bolts get too emotional and, and make dumb mistakes, that's the only way to try to get him back That's in right. The so they've just essentially just got to keep poking the bear and yeah. hope that it works. Um, we and said the, the, the joke would work heaps better if it was Boston playing in a series. Uh, we said at the start of the series, too, that Detroit's means of winning is shutting down the triplets, and they have not done that. They have not done that. Nikita Kucherov is an absolute destroyer. Like, three-point games coming out the wazoo. That's right. And Tyler Johnson looks fucking sick. Um, my God, you had one job: shut down the triplets. Nikita Kucherov is dancing all over your graves. Yeah, stop it. Sorry, Motor City. I know. This yeah. is all, keep in mind this is all without stammer as well. You're done. Yeah, crazy man. If they can push it out till May, they could almost get Stamkos back. Yeah, well, maybe one to three months was the time mm. frame. Uh, uh, I did hear it was closer to three months. But I did hear that. There's, 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 there's still potential, Cam. Eastern Conference Final is around the two and a half month mark. It is. It is in the first week of June. Hey, John, um, do you know any of the teams in the next series, the Capitals versus the Flyers? I am very familiar with both of these teams. Well, I had the Flyers pegged to go charging through the playoffs in the same manner that they ran it. Did you you pick them mainly to piss me off, though? 100%. Excellent. And I told everyone, I'm like, nope, I legitimately believe that Philly can do it. Never believed it. Purely, purely. Just pure G up. Just trying to G you up. Pure, pure G up. Um, they Didn't work, but good job. They've had their absolute asses handed to them by the Caps. They're trailing three yes. to one. Today was their only win, and even that was shit. The Caps look every bit. <laughs> 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 it was shit, though. The Caps look every bit like a President's Trophy winner, and I'm not talking in a bad, choking way. No, Your they, power they... play should be feared. Uh, yeah, feared. and pro tip, don't give the Caps 52 minutes of power play time and expect them not to score five times. And do you know, this is my favorite. Fucking this is my favorite hard. OV season because when he was asked about breaking another individual record, his response was, I don't care. I don't care. I'm here for the team. Yeah. Fuck yeah, OV. He's here for two reasons. One, to be the captain of the team and two, to win the cup. That's all he's here for. Do you, know what, do you know what else is fucking ra- sick actually, do you, dude. Do you know what else is rad about the Caps demolition job? Given how the pens are looking, we're going to get a uh, Washington-Pittsburgh round two matchup. That's right. Sid versus OV. Been a while since we've had one of those. It has. It's been eight years. I like it. I love it. And you know what? This It's looking good. Um, I think that the next game on Friday will probably be the end of the You'll series. You'll wrap it up, which... have a breather, and then play Pittsburgh. Yeah. 
Yeah, look, uh, worst case scenario, the Caps go down and we play one more game. You're not going down. That's fine. Yeah, look, no, I. you know what? I, I'm a Caps fan, so like I said to you in an email today, Caps fans, we're, wily, we're a wily bunch. We're afraid of a strong wind. Uh, we're, 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 we're a team that... We're, we're fans of a team that when we see hard times coming, we prepare for the worst. And mm. this being playoff hockey, we're obviously all prepared for the worst. You could, we, we could be... It, we could be up three, two, like three, like three, five. You know, we could be up six or seven goals in the last game of a Stanley Cup playoffs. Still not going to believe it's happening. Mm, true. Hey, uh, last There's one. There's still room to fuck it up, Cam. And as a Boston fan, I just like both of these teams with the fire of a thousand suns. So I just like all care. the teams. However, all the, the teams. Pens versus the Rangers is quite evenly matched. Pittsburgh's offense is clicking. Malkin's back, and the Rangers. Or the ghost of the Rangers. They look like a shell of their former selves in game one. Game two was a far better all-round And now they're back. Pens did take out game three, giving them a 2-1 series lead. So I'm expecting a bit of back and forth. Wouldn't be surprised to see this go to seven games. Um, I think we'll go to six with the Pens taking it out. Um, I'm surprised. The Kessel's clicking now. He's obviously playing with Hornquist and it's looking very, very good. You've got Gino obviously playing up there as well. Things are just going very well for their top two lines. And based off the way things are tracking overall after what we've just discussed, looking at the brackets, I wouldn't be surprised to see a St. Louis v. Washington Cup final. At worst, we'd be looking at St. Louis or San Jose versus Washington or Pittsburgh. Yeah. So either way, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Not for me. I'm going to be dirty as, but still. That, actually, you know what? This very quick segue, what you've just given us there. I read that ratings for this year's Stanley Cup playoffs are down 61%. Yes. And because with be- no Canadian teams, the Canadian, no, no, have, sorry. They have tuned out completely. No. So you're, you're partly right. So they they have they have tuned out, but that's mainly because the carriers that uh, have the rights to the hockey games ah. are not showing the actually they're not showing the good games and what's happening is oh, they so they're to, showing like the bullshit game versus they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're not showing the kings and the so sharks so Rogers Rogers is the, the big cable network in Canada yeah. and so they have the rights to all of, all them. of, the, all of them they're, they're not showing the right feeds um, you have to you actually have to sign up to get more hockey it's not on free to air TV which, which they're used to in Canada obviously mm. so they're having to pay for cable to watch hockey and people just aren't doing it so oh, you've got to pay to watch hockey and you're going to complain about it fuck you we do it all year round yeah well I mean that's what I've been saying to everyone just fucking buy Game Center like just, who cares just like if you're a hockey center, fan and you don't have Game Center you're not a hockey fan like there's a problem there yeah. but I mean I, I guess if you're used to being able to watch all of the playoffs for free yeah. then chances are you're probably I, it's I would 140 buy. a year Canadian just buy games sending you cheapskate yeah but I mean if cheap cheapskate hockey good plug yeah <laughs> great dudes, great dudes. Um, but I mean if it was me and I was a Canadian and I was used to watching the poll all the playoffs for free I, 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 I also it. would be I would be I'd be a little dusty there's a lot of good commentary going around though too saying the Canadians have completely tuned out because they've got no teams in and then all the American yeah. dudes are like if you're a real fan of the game overall, yeah, you, you would still anyway. be tuning in. Yeah, so and it's people little... are getting really yeah. salty. Oh, no, but, but yeah, you know, you yeah. know. Anyways, you know what, John? Where would they be? Where would they be, Cam? I'm gonna, you're going to take the first one, my friend. 
Uh, yes, because there's a, there's I wrote one here just for you. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, our first one is obviously Andrew Shaw. Who is he? What is he? He is that giant pimple on your ass. Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah. Sorry, he, it's uncom- sometimes it's uncomfortable to sit down. Sometimes he throbs and you get a shot of pain in your left ass cheek. Maybe he bleeds a little when you're wiping your ass. Uh, he oozes every now and then. But man, does it feel good to <laughs> dramatically pop Andrew Shaw all over your mirror, a.k.a. punch that fuck in the head. I like it. Love it. To be fair, this very this is an extremely loose metaphor for a start. And it really relates to, you know, probably a few of the Blackhawk players who are, let's be honest, fairly protected by the league based on who they are and what team they play for. Duncan Keith, you fuck. Yeah. Um, and the, the fact that their they're antics are complete horseshit, straight antagonistic, and in general, in danger player safety. Andrew Shaw is really just the, the last of the latest, of, you know, of the recent list of assholes to be protected by the league for obscene hand gestures and homophobic language. But guess what? This time they took advantage of their, uh, I guess, ability to strike fear into those. And good job. But Andrew Shaw, oh yeah, who's going to be traded next year because <laughs> certain, certain rookies have obviously killed it this year. You're a pain in the ass. Sometimes you score. Sometimes you're just, in general, an all-round antagonist. You know what? Welcome to the list, you giants, bud. Welcome. John, would you say Andrew is sure to be traded? I would. You like that? I would. You know what? Yeah. You can have that. Nailed it. You can have that. Nailed it. Well, oh. Who's next, Cam? Brayden Holtby. So, a.k.a. Spudby, a.k.a. Holtbeast, uh, named after so many other pieces of human scum, garbage, and white trash. The Holtbeast has emerged from the dumpster fire of first names, because Brayden... Brayden! Brayden, Aiden, Jaden. If you've got any of those in your name, you're a fuckhat. Has to um, that, hey, That's just how it is. That's just how it is. I'm sorry. Don't know you. He somehow turned himself into an actual brick wall. Yeah, he's the, been killing it. So kid's on fire. 120 plus shots, and he has only let in three. Yeah, so, yeah, after the first three games, he'd only let in two goals off 96 shots, and then mm-hmm. it's, yeah, whatever was, off. Uh, so, sorry, he's let in four off 120-odd shots. That's mental. So... You're a brick wall. On the flip side, dude, Stevie <laughs> Mason, my God. You are blowing it, son. Poor Stevie is a sinkhole <laughs> in some poor Bogan's backyard in far north Queensland. Yeah. His five hole is bigger than New York City, as Jason right Chimmer found out the other night. That's right. Did you see Chimmer's goal? Chim Dog. Chim Dog, like, he literally just chipped it and then started skating to the bench. He and just, then He just dumped it in. Yeah, yeah. He just chipped it through. And then... From he was literally like on the red line, right? Chipped it through. It's gone all the way through the five hole. He's skating towards the bench. The people, the, the, the dudes on the bench, are like, "Dude, you just scored." And he's like, "Fuck off." Yeah. There's actually vision of him going, "Fuck off," and then straight away they're like, "Yep." And then Mason's like, "Fuck." So look, Stevie's been replaced by Michael Neuwirth for Game Four, and he smashed the cap senseless, which he makes did. it hard to see Stevie getting a start if any of the if required games until the end of the series actually happen. So, um, yeah, Steve Mason, you're a giant sinkhole. Side note. Ah, uh, yes. The, the legend <laughs> who made a gif of that old-ass lady taking a redline score shot during a minor league game. And then splicing the, when it, the, splicing the score with Mason's, oh. oh, fuck, moment from when the goal went trickling in behind him. Whoa. Stevie Mason, my God. And that dude who made that gif has won the hockey-related internet for this year. Period. Done. That's it. Stevie Mason, you're a mess. <laughs> hey, have I got a time to? Have I got time to quickly jab a hab? Of course you do. Fuck yeah. Uh, rumors about PK Saban are heating up again, and they're talking about trading in pre-July one to avoid his no trade clause. Yeah, we've talked about this before and the manner in which the Habs have treated Saban, and now that GM Douche Canoe has yeah. guaranteed that our uh, <laughs> coach 
Michelle Therrien is returning, it would suggest that there's some validity to these rumors. Yes, they will be looking to jettison him because obviously there is tension amongst the coaching ranks and their top paid player. Well, Max Pacioretty wouldn't hug him, so, you know. Yeah, there is some um, issues in the locker room, so they'll bounce him. Let's hope we see him, maybe... Maybe in a, in a Colorado Avalanche jersey next well, look, season. There's, apparently there's locker room issues. Apparently he was overlooked for an annual award for the team's biggest off-ice contributor, which is bullshit considering he gave $10 million to a hospital. Very philanthropic, Cam. I get it. He's an eccentric personality. He keeps the place lively. and after He's seeing, a good dude, though. Well, you saw how down in the dumps the team's been this year, and you see the Winter Classic stuff where he's the only dude running around trying to G them up. His candor, quite frankly, is refreshing. Yeah, and he's actually a lovely guy. And you know what? Yeah, he's a little weird. We're like all weird. weird. Yeah, we're all weird. So Montreal, you're willing to abandon your all-star defenseman in favor of your dickbag coach. Um, cool. There's 29 other teams that will have him. Fuck you. Go jab a hab. Yeah. Well, they're jabbing themselves, actually. Yep. Mad. Hey, John, let's give out some awards. Oh, yes. What would you like to start with? Um, we should, Let's just do the old traditional. Let's just draw, let's, Maybe let's do the Jumbo Joe first. But we'll do the Jumbo Joe. Should right. we do the Jumbo? Yes, let's do the Jumbo Joe. Let's we'll do, do the, the Jumbo Joe. Joe. The Jumbo Joe. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend of the Week. Jumbo Legend, Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Joe. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend of the Week. So, Philadelphia Flyers announcer Lou Nolan is my Jumbo Joe Legend of the Week, and he should be yours too, because he decided <laughs> enough is enough, and he announced over the arena PA that the fans' behavior and throwing of objects on the ice was rubbish. So, to give you some context, Ed Snyder Tribute Night, every single person in Philly's home arena was given a bracelet. Oh, um, God. I think, like, like a wristband, but they call it a bracelet in America. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. All right. When Philly started getting absolutely torched and ended up losing game 3-6-1, the fans started throwing shit on the ice. They threw it at... Um, Dimitri Olof. Dimitri Olof and hit him in the head. They had to stop the game. They had to clean it up. And the Flyers ended up getting a five-minute major penalty. Even Wayne Simmons was standing there going, for fuck's sake... Stop it. Stop You're throwing making us shit. Look like You're making heads. us look like morons. You're giving us a penalty. OV... And Wayne Simmons standing side by side talking, going, this is embarrassing. Yeah, well, that, that was the conversation they're having. Like, Ovi's like, what's wrong with your fans? And, and Wayne Simmons is like, yeah, sorry, man, they're all dickheads. So here's what Lou said. Super upset. Okay, those of you that have been throwing, you've done it now. Two-minute bench minor on the flyers for the delay of game. Way to go. So your in-house arena thinks you're an absolute fuckhead. You know what, Lou, for actually stepping up and telling your fans that they suck ass? You are our jumbo legend. Yep. You, sir, deserve a beer. Yeah. Maybe, maybe two. Maybe. You know what? I would buy him a slab. They don't have slabs in America. They have cases, cases. Cam. That's true. So our bone cruncher of the week is easy. Oh, my God. Does it go to Jason Abdulkader? Justin. Justin. Fuck! Twice! What is wrong with you? I don't know. I just I just finished my beer, so maybe not enough <laughs> beer. Wow. John. Beers. John can't function without more beers. Functional alcoholic, perhaps, Cam? Look, the Bolts versus Red Wings series has been nasty as shit. Some would say feisty. Mm, and with an end-of-game biff at uh, Game 2, Scrum got very uh, nasty. Yes, Abdulkader with fists to the face of Michael Blunden. Oh, my God. Like, there was pushing and shoving, but, like, Abdulkader basically gave Blunden a bit of a cooking lesson because he's like, uh, hey, man, do you know what a pizza base with a tomato, little tomato paste tub looks like? 
Let look, me show you. Yeah, and here is my fist. Oh, and look, there is your face. Whilst and how how's Greener jumping over like yeah. doing the old from the top rope? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty rad. So look, it didn't actually didn't actually do anything because no, he but ended it looked up getting, great. Like a couple of fists to the face on the way through. Look great though. It, so, it looked great. So look, we know <laughs> we all know that like Boyle challenged Abdulkader in Game Three and they didn't biff. Yeah, well, There's that's a, because Abdulkader was told not to fight. Told not to fight by his yeah. coach. There's at least one more game in this series. Let's assume There's going that to be Boyle, Blund, and Paquet, someone is going to have a crack at Abdul Kader. Someone's going to take him out. Well, I don't know if they'll take him out, but it'll be a good fight. Either way, the initial beatdown, most definitely deserving of our boy Chuck Bone Cruncher of the Week. Correct. You can have the last one, my friend. Um, So the Steve Ott Dog Act of the Week uh, obviously follows off our Jumbo Legend of the Week award. The Steve Ott Dog Act of the Week. Now, this is actual, this is actual dog shit. You fuck. This has got you written all over it. You fuck. Ah, uh, the dog act of the week. You fuck. The Steve Ott dog act of the week. This is actually so dog act that it could almost be the Matt Cookie dog act of the week. It could be the Matt Cook dog act of the year, potentially. So, not only were Flyers, Flyers fans throwing their bracelets slash wristbands onto the ice, they were throwing their Edge Schneider commemorative tribute bracelets onto the ice. Which Dickheads. Is super fucking disrespectful. Dickheads. In memory of the man who fucking created the team, to use them as projectiles because you were getting a fucking 5-1 toweling, which ended up being 6-1 because mm. they let in another goal due to that fucking outrageous penalty. Well, Not wrong, though. But Philly Flyers fans, you are our scumbag of the week. You potentially are our scumbag of the year because of how disrespectful and blatantly stupid you are to the point that your own your own directors are saying you're fucking idiots. Your players are apologizing for your behavior. Now it's look, time to stop now. This isn't all Flyers fans because I know like three of them that aren't dickheads. Just three. But... but I when, feel like there's a huge butt coming. Well, when people come out and say, oh, that's not representative of our team, well, it kind of it is. kind of is, though, because, because the moment someone's game, representing your team, they, you, you fucked it for everybody. You know, it's when like they're representing when, the it's team, like, it's they like put that, on a fucking Flyers jersey. It's like when that one Boston fan racially vilified Joel Ward when he knocked him out in 2012. That's representative right? of all You are representing the Boston Bruins fan it's, base? It's, it's, it's representative of the Bruins fan base, though. That's how it is. You, you are representing the fan base when you throw on that jersey. That's how it is. That So, I can't believe that they used those those wristbands as as something to throw on the ice in complete disrespect. I mean, yes, they were they were they were doing it to disrespect their own team because obviously the team wasn't giving them what they paid for. But still, why would you even? That's it's. I can't even believe that. That's you know what? Act like an adult. Go and get your third hot dog of the evening and go home. Yeah. If your team's having a stinker and you're that off it, get a hot Just dog get and the go. Fuck- I went to the footy on Sunday, John, and Collingwood were getting their ass kicked. You know what I did? I acted like an adult, and I went and got a pack of three donuts, and I went home. Yeah. I ate my feelings, and I went the fuck home. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. See? Hot jam donuts, too. Yeah, Sick. of course. From the vendor outside, and off you went. There we go. See? That's what an adult does. Eats his feelings and leaves without throwing shit at That's someone. That's right. I usually have three beers, a hot dog, and I walk home. Done. Easy. Look, that concludes this week's show. It's been a big show. Super long. We're, we're topping at 120-odd minutes, Cam. Jesus Christ. Very long. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all of which carry the at Holy Puck podcast handle. And don't forget to regularly lurk our actual website, holypuckpodcast.com. To which Cam is posting op- frequent, 
frequent things. Trying to do three to four blog posts a week now. Doing excellent, Cam. You know, and there's well a done. lot to talk about. We're not just talking about players. We're obviously talking about other things. You know, Andrew Shaw, Red Snyder. There's all kinds of stuff. Trade That's speculation. Right. Plenty to go on. Comments are enabled. Feel free to abuse us back if you'd like. Yeah, a few days of using this week, which is super weird. Yeah. So we actually uh, don't know how to respond. I did. I worked it out. Mad. I replied. Good on you. Killed it. Can Because I'm like, I actually don't know how to respond or comment. Worked it out. Good on you. Well done. Anyways. Can tech. Get Yay! us on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Hit us up on our socials. And please continue listening because we've got nothing else to do on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Well, it's Thursday. But uh, either way, <laughs> we actually don't have anything better to do. And you know what? Playoff hockey is here, and it's mad, and the Caps are going to lose anyway. And local hockey's here. Yeah, so I'll, I actually have to go to the game now because you've roasted me on mm-hmm. our show, which is super uncool. I shouldn't have to coerce you into going to a local hockey game. Look, I probably was going to go anyway. You probably were. But <laughs> now, now, I, now I got to make it a bit, so it's all yeah, right. Yeah, now it's a thing. <laughs> So uh, there it is, right. time, and it's going to be uh, one, uh, just about an hour and 20 odd minutes. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. There it is, episode 18 in the bank. See you on Saturday. Mad. Bye bye.